Hey guys, want to last a little bit longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer? Well, then you need to use Promescence Delay Spray. That's right, Delay Spray. Not just for guys with PE, Promescence Delay Spray is for any guy. It's for guys like you who just want to last a little longer without having to worry about lasting longer because Promescence Delay Spray is not going to totally numb you out at all and it's not going to transfer to your partner. And for your partner, they have all kinds of products for women. I love their warming gel. They have buzzing gel. They have sex toys. They have lube. They have condoms. They have everything you need. It's like a one-stop shop for a fun night of SEX, okay? Not only do I recommend Promescent products, over 2,000 medical professionals recommend them too. And today, just for listening to my show, you're going to get 15% off your first order, 15% off your whole order, okay? So order up because it's 15% off everything. Just use my code strictlyanon15 at delayspray.com. That's strictlyanon15 for 15% off your whole order. Order up at delayspray.com. Or just go to the description, click on the link, and 15% is going to be automatically applied at checkout. Thanks, Promescent, for sponsoring my show. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host. Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strictly Anonymous. And you want to follow me at Strictly Anonymous because that is a great place to DM me if you want to be on the show as well. I don't know, I believe you can say send me an email. You can send me an email, Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com to be on the show. But you can also just go to Instagram. Follow me and then send me a DM if you want to be on the show. It's called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's names. I change everybody's voices. You just got to tell me your really interesting true story. (laughs) Um, If you don't have a whole long story, but just have like a confession that you want to get off your back chest. Is that the correct saying? Yeah, off your chest. You could call my confessions hotline. You could call that anytime, 24-7. The number there is 347 420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. So you could call there, leave a confession. If you want to be on the show, send me an email. Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram at Strict Anonymous. I'm going to get right to today's guest. Her name is Clarissa. And that's right. Clarissa is cheating on her husband and she does not feel guilty about it at all. (laughs) And it's a variety thing. It's strictly a variety thing. It's not like she has a bad relationship with her husband. It's just that her husband isn't into certain things that she's into, like BDSM. She's done BDSM behind his back, double penetrations, two guys at once, that kind of stuff. Um, I was like, listen, Clarissa, you're going to get a lot of hate on YouTube because I really do believe that there is a very big 
double standard when it comes to the judgment that people throw out uh, at a woman who's cheating as opposed to a guy who is. Listen, I know that guys get a lot of slack for cheating, but this is a woman who's cheating because she's into variety. There's plenty of guys that cheat because they're into variety. But I don't think that they get as much flack as poor Clarissa is going to get. I don't know. Even me, I have to be completely honest that even when I was listening to her story, I was kind of like, do I believe her? You know, and then I'm saying to myself while I'm listening is like, but why wouldn't I believe her? This is why guys cheat. And why do we have like this double standard? Why do we not think that there's a woman out there who's cheating for the same reason that guys do? I think we tend to think that if a woman's cheating, it's because she's not emotionally getting what she wants at home. And that's a reason why a lot of people cheat. But in this situation, it's not that. Just like in some cheating stories when I'm talking to a guy, it's not about that. It's strictly about variety. And like I said, even when I was listening, I was not so much judging, but finding it hard to believe because I'm like, oh, where is the confliction? Where is the guilt? Where is any kind of sense of like feeling for her husband of what she's doing behind his back, right? But and I was thinking to myself, do I sometimes always go to that place when I'm talking to the guy who's doing the same thing as her? And I'm like, no, sometimes I don't even like ask those questions. So I'm like, maybe I'm like judgmental as hell. Like, why do we have these double standards? I think that they exist. I think that they're definitely there. And so I'm curious as to how everyone who listens to it feels about her story. Do you feel the same way I am? Like, no way. Uh, she has, to, there's got to be more to it. Or do you feel like no way that's exactly what I'm doing and there doesn't have to be the confliction? Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just curious. I worry for her. Like I said, she's going to get bad um, comments, but I think it's an interesting conversation to have bigger picture. I like to keep people focused on talking about them specifically, but what I love uh, about YouTube for my show is it creates a bigger conversation. And the bigger conversation to me is what the fuck? Why do I feel like a woman can't compartmentalize those things and just be into variety and be doing it? And why are some of you going to feel the same way? I don't know. Or maybe you don't. And I'm just the fucked up one in this scenario. I don't know. But that's why I'm putting it out here because I want to have those kind of conversations. So if you feel something about this one, go to YouTube, subscribe to my channel, Strictly Anonymous Podcast, and comment below. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Clarissa. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hi, Clarissa. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? Fine, thanks. Hi, how are you? Good. So you're calling in because you have like a secret life going on. Is that correct? Some sort of secret life going on? You're married. I am. Mm -hmm. But you do play around behind your husband's back. Like, what's your story? It's a long story, as these things usually are, but a couple of years ago, I mean, now it's quite a while ago, when our kids were finally getting to be more independent, my spouse and I drank a bottle of wine and started talking about things, and I had, you know, maybe it was more than one bottle of wine, but I mentioned a few things that were still kind of on my, my sex bucket list, and as it turns out, he was not really interested. What were the things that were on your bucket list? So one of the things that I was really interested in was BDSM. And my spouse was just, I mean, 
not only did he like not like the menu, he was kind of like, we're in the wrong restaurant. Like he just did not, he did was not interested. Okay. What uh, else was on that list that he wasn't into? I mean, he wasn't into anything. Was there anything he no, liked no, on the no, no, no. bucket I mean, list? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the strange things. I think people always think if you're out doing this, you must be really unsatisfied at home. Mm-hmm. And that's actually not the case. Mm-hmm. I just really like variety. And, you know, there were kind of, so one of the other things was like a three-way with another man. Mm-hmm. And that was like, no way, not having another guy in the room can't happen. And, you know, I thought about this for a while and I figured there were two things you could do. I mean, one, you can just say, okay, I'm married. This is a fantasy. It's going to stay a fantasy forever because my partner's not into it. The other thing is to say, you know, I'm a grown-ass woman. My sexual well-being is my affair. I am in charge of that and responsible for it. And I thought about it for a while and really came to the conclusion, everybody's wired like they're wired. You know, I don't know why the things that turn me on turn me on. They just do. This is something that my spouse doesn't feel turned on by what's he going to do about that nothing it's not his fault so I decided you know I thought well god you know if I don't do this it'll probably just fester I'll just end up resenting my partner and I'll blame him because I won't know this about myself and that just didn't seem fair to me so that's kind of the impetus was the impetus behind this you having affairs behind your back but how long were you married how long have you been married 32 years this year Okay, and how old are you and how old is your husband? I'll be 55 and mm-hmm. he's three years older. So all this time, you and your husband, up until three years ago, I mean, what was the sex life before? You know, it, it, good. I mean, just kind of, you know, with people, married people settle into a routine. You know, my husband's pretty vanilla. I had a lot more experience before we married than he did. And I've always just been somebody who has used sex as a way to explore the world. And, you know, there's lots of ways to, to explore the world. The one that I, that happens to be the one that I chose, you know, that works for me, but. Well, I'm just yeah. saying like, so, uh, you know, you're, 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 you go your whole life with your husband. You were always monogamous and okay with the vanilla sex. I mean, when did you realize that you were into BDSM and, you know, wanting multiple partners at the same time? When did those fantasies well, come up? You know, I, I think they were always fantasies. I think it when you when you're raising small children, you know, you're occupied. I think you any couple you talk to will tell you that when you have small children, mm-hmm. not that your sex life completely tanks, but I mean it just takes a backseat often to the concerns of your children. So I think this was probably always in the back of my mind. I was just waiting for what I thought would be the right time to kind of say, hey, we've been together a long time. Our kids are in a good place. How about let's, you know, let's soup this up a little. But what got you into BDSM? I mean, are you a sub? Are you a dom? Like, how did you realize that that was something that you wanted to try? Well, you know, I always had fantasies about it. I mean, I don't know how most people have their first experience with that but I had always been curious and I had read some read some things about it and thought this sort of speaks I find this very arousing this speaks to my sexuality but I really knew nothing I mean in practice nothing about it so what happened after this was I told myself okay maybe I'm nuts maybe no nobody's into this now of course with the advent of the internet whatever you're into somebody's going to be into it I mean I think I was just that was naive on my part. 
Well, anyway, I, I went on Craigslist, you know, and back then Craigslist was, I don't, I don't know where you're located, but Craigslist was where I am, was really a very vibrant forum for all sorts of stuff. And I went on Craigslist and I started, I answered an ad called Smart, Sexy, and Sometimes Submissive, which led me to somebody, you know, we met for a drink. This person seemed sane. He had a lot of experience with BDSM. I had none, obviously. He quizzed me for a long time on what I was interested in and why. And so we made a date and it was a really good experience. I mean, nothing bad happened. I got a little bit of an introduction to this, decided that it was something that I was interested in. I mean, maybe not exclusively, but it was it was interesting. It was what exactly went down and where did you guys need and all that stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Get into some details. Yeah, so we met in a hotel, mm-hmm. and you know he was very experienced. So he brought all the he brought all the gear and given me specific instructions. You know, wear a dress, a dark dress, high heels. Kind of had me waiting in the the lobby with all these old people for a long time, which really made me squirm. Yeah, and then you know we met. He told me what what room it was and to go get champagne flutes and a bottle opener, which I did. And then, you know, he blindfolded me at the door, so I didn't see much. And the room was dark anyway. He had lit a bunch of candles. You know, so first it was, you know, it was pretty, pretty, I would think it was pretty low key. But after a while, he asked me to go get his gear, you know, get something from this bag that he said, you know, he told me where in the room it was, I couldn't see. But you know, so I was going to go over there and he's like, no, crawl and bring it to me with your mouth. So I did. And it felt like some sort of fuzzy, fuzzy cuff thing, which he then ended up using to kind of cuff me. At this point, he's asking me to call him sir, which I find really hard not to giggle because this is, it's, I guess, so unfamiliar that it's almost like, oh, this is, you know, this is kind of silly. I know who this guy is. Like, you know, I'm not his slave. He's not my master. It took a while for me to kind of get into the, the flow of things, but he was actually really, really good at managing that. I mean, one of the things that I was very interested in, which mm-hmm. was something my husband did not, was just like, ugh, no. And when I had spoken to this man, he didn't have a problem with it. He's like, sure. And he's like, you've never, you know, you're 41 and you've never done like, nope. One abortive attempt in London with a guy that had a dragon tattooed on his dick, which probably should have been a dead giveaway that he was not the guy to try that with. Why? Um, Why? Oh, just this this was (laughs) London in the 80s. So. Not just, I think good sex that involves anal requires some finesse and a lot of communication. And that guy had neither. Right. Okay. So your and your husband never wanted to, to, yeah, try he it. never, yeah, he just did not, was just not interested. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 
420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. I mean, it's it's weird because typically with BDSM, I don't know, I've talked to a lot of people into BDSM and what always shocks me about the BDSM world is that typically like uh, there's a lot of talking and writing, uh, you know, it doesn't just typically normally go straight to sex. There's a lot of, you know, the dom sub thing. There's a lot, the foreplay that goes in is a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with sex. I'm surprised that like this guy just sort of had you come meet him at a, at a hotel yeah, well it was interesting i'm kind of glad he did because i'm afraid you know i think if there had been a lot of space between when we met at the bar mm-hmm. if there was a week between when we met at the bar and had kind of this long discussion about what's in it for me if there had been a lot of time in between i think i might have chickened out right okay you know and then i'm really glad that i didn't chicken out you know because it was a very, subspace is a really interesting place to be. And it's hard, I, I don't, you know, I've met other people who claimed they were dumb since then, who were much less skilled and attentive. I mean, one of the things this guy was really good is he, you know, sadly, again, not sadly, but it's one of the interesting things about that sort of sexual relationship that you need a certain amount of detachment. Like if the dom gets way too into it there's always the potential that he'll get swept away which would be bad then things might go overboard he was very good at that i mean sort of with the anal at one point he had me tied up it was just kind of a surreal experience at that point he was asking me whether i wanted to pass out because he knew i was kind of interested in i had indicated i was interested in in some breath play which of course also was like my spouse was like, you want me to do what? Like, no, I'm not doing that. Or have anal. And I was just like, at that point, I was so woozy and just really kind of blissed out that I'm like, no, fuck my ass. So he, one of the things he t- did was like, told, kind of flipped me over and told me to start counting backwards from 100, which I thought was really bizarre at the time. And every time I, I you know, and at this point, I'm so you know, like we've been fucking for hours. I'm completely like just all over woozy, you know, and he's just like, okay, you know, every time I messed up, he'd kind of slap my ass and I tell me to start over. And what was weird is it ended up being great. Like it, by the time, you know, I was so focused on counting backwards from a hundred that a lot of I think some of the initial discomfort that you can have with anal, I didn't even register on me. So it ended up being a great introduction. I was really like, wow, this is actually really great. I really appreciated that, that, you know, I was with somebody who'd done this, you know, multiple times, was very familiar with, you know, just really good at, at kind of gauging his limits and like when to switch kind of kind of, kind of went to let you up for air so to speak and then i i loved it i absolutely but how loved did it. you feel i mean here you were you know married for a very long time you had always been 
monogamous up until this point, and here you are. I, I'm assuming this is the first time you quote unquote cheated on your husband. Did you? How did you feel about that? Was there any kind of confliction? Interestingly enough, you know, this is so in the moment. This is you know, I probably picked like the most intense way to to do this. There was so much going on. Part of what I had said that I was interested in was like sensory deprivation so that, you know, there were hoods, there were, you know, he had this hood with earbuds that played like sort of electronic music that all added to this really, you know, I don't do drugs, but I'm assuming kind of trippy mood that was being created. So at some point he's just like, okay, it's got me on my hands and knees and I'm looking at the clock in the hotel room. And I'm thinking, God, I got to get out of here in 15 minutes because otherwise I'll be late for the babysitter. And he finished fucking me, kind of took me to the bathroom, washed me up, popped me back in my clothes, gave me a kiss on the head and was like, that was great. I think I'm going to call for pizza. Have a nice day. Mm -hmm. So it was a long, relatively long drive from the hotel back to my house. And in the car, I was asking myself kind of what you just asked me, like, how do I feel about this? Like, what did I just do? Mm -hmm. And I think partly because it was so outside of my normal experience, it felt completely detached. But the closer I'm getting my house, the, the more I'm processing this. And I'm thinking, do I feel guilty? And honestly, I did not feel guilty. I still don't feel guilty. I, and there's a couple reasons for that. One, I really believe you regret the things you don't do more than the things you do do. Like, I really do believe... Like if I had never found out whether this was something I like, this was something for me or not, I would have spent my whole life kind of thinking, yeah, he's the reason you don't know this about yourself. It's his fault. And I think it really would have festered. I think there was a genuine chance for some serious resentment there. And I did not think that that was a good idea. And you now I did this thing that I found insanely satisfying and just also intellectually really interesting. Like the sensations were just things I had never felt before. This guy was really good at kind of keeping you on that, that knife edge between pleasure and discomfort slash pain, which is a trick. You know what I mean? This is not something, I, I mean, everybody knows if you've ever had runner's high or something like that, you know, what your body will do when your things are getting painful. Somebody who can kind of incite that rush, which is different, I think, than just a good, you know, good orgasm, is that was just something I'm glad. I mean, to this day, I'm glad I know that that exists. And nothing bad happened. You know, the, the guy that I that did this with me he was also married, quite prominent in the community where we met, which is not where I live saw each other on and off for this sort of thing, I'd say for about five years before he decided to, to get a divorce. And I did, that his life got a little messy and then that kind of disintegrated on its own. I know with no drama, kind of just like we just stopped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was, you know, I think it really, I mean, for me, and this may sound like a giant rationalization and maybe it is, but this is these, none of the things that happened in that room were things that my spouse wanted for himself. Mm -hmm. So why, you know, it's not like I was, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul. I wasn't. This was all stuff that I was interested in that he made it clear he wasn't. So it, I didn't really see how I was taking anything away from him. I mean, if you don't want it, 
you know, how are you lacking if you don't have it? Um, so, I mean, that ultimately was, you know, I think often people think of, you know, like sex, like, like it's a package of cookies. My husband bought 36 cookies, say, but he only, he only wanted to eat 18. Then I got all these, you know, I've got the, the rest of the cookies. Is it stealing if I give them to somebody else? I don't think so. Well, you have no confliction about it. I mean, that you know, everybody's different. I don't know about your cooking analogy, but, you know, you could have all the analogies you want. It's just you had, I mean, for you, I believe that everybody creates their own moral, like, you know, your your lines and your boundaries and what is right or wrong for you is what you decide. Some pe- And I, to me, there's a spectrum of, quote unquote, cheaters. Not all cheaters are alike and some people feel really bad afterwards some people could give a shit you know and they don't care and just what they do and there's a big separation that is where you fall I have plenty of guys that call in who feel guilty and I have a plenty of guys who's it's it's a variety thing it doesn't one has nothing to do with the other you're no different than that that guy you know those guys that's you you want variety I'm assuming and uh, I think you know people tend to sort of Look at cheating for women and cheating for men in very different ways. No, I mean, that's absolutely true. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'd i love to hear why, why you think that is. I don't know. I've talked to so many different people, but like, like, I think word on the street is that, you know, women, and this is what I've heard a lot is like, oh, women cheat for different reasons than men. And it's worse. People think it's worse because in that cheating scale that I said like you know there's people who cheat Uh because it's the guy who's in love with his wife at home if we're talking about a man you know he's in love with his wife she brings everything to the table he never would leave her his emotional part of his pie goes to her every piece of his pie goes to her except Uh he just needs some sort of variety it has nothing to do with anything else you know he's most likely Uh doing one-offs when he's on vacation he never wants to get caught it's strictly about side pussy nothing else doesn't mean anything (laughs) for how he feels at home you know so a lot Mm -hmm. of people think that women don't need that variety they're wired differently than men so that if a Uh woman is cheating it is not never going to be because she just needs different dick every day it's because something's going on at home and there's something wrong and so that that falls into that Mm -hmm. different category where someone's actually having like affairs and they're emotionally cheating and you know it's like a, a worse thing whereas oh it's not the same as the guy who just needs some fucking variety you know no, that's that's interesting. I think it's partly, you know, women are are women of of a certain generation. I hope less so young women, but they're yeah. taught to kind of if I get swept away, you know what I mean? If I fall in love and there's this like I can't help myself, this there's this irresistible attraction, then it's okay. But if I'm calculating like what I did is I specifically like I want you to just try wanted sex. X. Right. I just want mm-hmm. I want to try X. I went out and I specifically found somebody who was happy to do X with me, to me, whatever. Yeah, that's, I think, is is kind of an unfeminine way of looking at it, which was, you know, and it was interesting because, I mean, the, my dom, the guy that I did this with, we had a ton in common. He's highly educated. We, like, I'm sure we have gone out for drinks with nothing happening as well. He's just, he's a really, you know, really smart attractive intelligent man you know so it's not like there was no affection there you know i mean like obviously i liked him you know i mean i didn't just pick somebody where i went you know oh 
you know, I just want to get this done. I don't care who does it. I mean, in a lot of ways, it was very transactional. Partner also was not really into this. He'd been doing it since college. And it was just like every once in a while, we both felt the need to to do this particular, you know, be in this particular kind of scene. We would, you know, we would text each other. We'd make a date. That was it. I mean, it happened fairly, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say it was, you know, maybe every two months or something for a while. Mm-hmm. But I mean, pretty random. I mean, not like something that was happening, you know, on the regular. But you're right. I mean, it was very different than if he and I had been like incredibly emotionally involved. We knew the basics about each other. But I also you know, know that because I know the rest of I know a, a lot of your story, right? Because I got sort of the yeah. summary of it ahead of time. So I know mm-hmm. that, you know, you eventually continue to cheat. So I'm just wondering, and because people are going to go off on you, I'll just tell you straight up, okay? And, the, and I love conversations about my episodes. I love to open up conversations on these things. I don't mm-hmm. even have a particular stance here nor there, but I love to hear what other people think on okay. topics like this. You know, the woman who is cheating a lot and has no not one care in the world of you know doesn't feel bad about it because like I said I have had those guys on and I you know I don't think that people come after them the way they're probably going to come after you so and so what I was going to say is that I do know that you know there's so many more guys than just this guy yeah no I mean that guy was like the first guy yeah absolutely so then what happened after that guy fell through you know I mean you were seeing him for a while you were getting your BDSM needs met why and how do you eventually go to meet others and where do you go well you know when he kind of dropped out of commission Mm -hmm. I guess you could say yeah, that kind of left a certain opportunity. So I, I, I should probably tell you, my spouse is European. I think Europeans, to a certain degree, have a little bit of a, a different attitude than Americans. I mean, Americans are much more into this, oh, you know, we're one person. Today I married my best friend. You know, my spouse would never uh, ascribe to either of those. You know, my best friend is a woman that I've known since I was little. Um, we are not one person. Mm-hmm. And he has, I think, one of the reasons our marriage has lasted so long and, you know, has done so well, I think, in, in most respects, is that we both have a lot of respect for each other's private lives. And I think that that is, is a healthy attitude. Hey guys, want to max out your erection, have a mind-blowing orgasm, and turn your girl on all at the same time, then you need to get yourself a Tenuto vibrator by Mystery Vibe. The Tenuto is the only wearable vibrator designed for men with women in mind. And that's because there are six perfectly placed motors that not only vibrate you in all the right places, it also vibrates your girl in all the right places. The Chinudo is flexible and it's the first vibrator that's going to adapt to your penis for a comfortable fit no matter what your size. There's also eight preset vibes, 16 intensities, and just like everything else nowadays, there's an app that goes with it so you could customize your whole experience. The Tenuto is also great for solo play. Want a mind-blowing, hands-free orgasm? Then get yourself a Tenuto. And just for listening to my show, you're going to get 15% off. All you got to do is go to mysteryvibe.com and use my code strictly 
15. There's also a Memorial Day sale going on. So you're going to get even more off. Go to mysteryvibe.com. Use my code strictly 15 for 15% off. And if you go now, you're going to get even more off because of the Memorial Day sale. Thanks, Mystery Vibe, for sponsoring this episode. But what happened after that? Yeah. So, you know, do you think that your husband, I mean, assuming because you, you, you're alluding to the fact that he, you know, kind of, kind of has grown up in a, or maybe subscribes more so to a don't ask, don't tell. Is that what you're trying to yeah, s- say about exactly him? It. So do you suspect or think and not care that maybe he has done or is doing the same thing as you? And that's fine. Well, you know, he travels an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if anything did happen, you know, as long as he doesn't, I think we both have a good understanding about how to be grownups about this. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I have no reason to say one way or the other, but I, my answer to that would be that would be his business. Right. So you, you, know, you are you, even though you're not European, <laughs> you subscribe to that mentality. I mean, you think a little bit more along yeah. those lines that you don't. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I really feel like what is unacceptable is you don't shit where you're you not eat. allowed. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're not allowed to humiliate your, your spouse. Right. You know what I mean? That's just uh, one of the things like, you know, like you're not, don't go sleep with your wife's best friend or yeah, something. Right? You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yes. Like, terrible. This is the thing that I think, you know, people watch, think about cheating and they're, like, especially women cheating and they're looking at something like fatal attraction and they, you know, they're going to come over and boil your bunny. You know, that's, I think is the, not for the people who have done this, you know, you never hear about the successful people because they're, that's how they want it. You know what I mean? That's kind of, they want it on the down low. You know what I mean? This is not about drama. You cannot, you know, I think a lot of people think that if you cross the line, like mm-hmm. there's no rules. Like once you break this rule about monogamy, there's no rules. There's always rules. You know what I mean? If you you have to, you can't necessarily have every, oh, you know, there's that cute dad on the playground. His kid plays with my kid. Maybe I'll go out and seduce him. Like that would just be plain stupid. But people do do that. That's why I said, like, I. that's why, I, you know, I could have a million episodes of you know a guy or a woman who cheated and they're all going to be different and I feel like unless you hear the whole story you can't really judge them and say oh all cheaters are alike and all cheating is alike the guy who is cheating on his wife after being monogamous his whole life because his wife is in menopause and hasn't fucked him in 10 years and so he went and saw an escort is not the same as the CEO that's fucking every girl that walks when he's out on a trip you know I mean and is and that guy's not different is is different than the guy who's you know having an affair with his neighbor and nobody knows about it you know they're all different stories oh no I mean and, and it's it's absolutely true. I mean, there's a, a, you know, as many motivations for this as there are people. But exactly. I think, you know, for me, I would say there there should at least be one hard and fast rule. It's just like, don't do that. You know, this has to be, if it's going to be your private needs and you need to learn how to keep it private and you don't use this as a tool to somehow manipulate your spouse. But so since you have that rule, I'm assuming, you know, you had to go, you're not going to be, you know, having these kinds of, I wouldn't say affairs, but relationships with guys on the side, you know, 
in your neighborhood mm-hmm. with people that you know. So how did you find the rest of the people you cheated? And like, so now when did you start cheating again? Quote unquote. Ashley Madison was one way. Mm-hmm. There's forums for this. I mean, I use the internet like everybody else does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of forums? Well, Craigslist was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. My show was built on Craigslist ads. I mean, that's where I found people. Yeah. You know, 90% of what what you can read on Craigslist was just crap. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not interested in that. You know, I'm not interested in somebody who's like, hey, I'm at the Marriott till noon. Come and do me. It's like, that's not that. You know, so very, very infrequently, but, you know, enough, often enough, there would be an ad that I thought was really unusual or clever, you know, just somebody that I thought, oh, this person is going to be interesting. And that's how kind of way led on to way, you know, sometimes you answer, I, you know, I would answer these, I would meet somebody for lunch or a drink or something. And we would both realize that, yeah, no, I don't feel anything. You know, I'm not interested in pursuing this. Usually I I would know pretty quickly. I'm going to say like within the first 15 minutes or so, whether this was going to be something interesting or not. And, you know, often these were people um, who were not, you know, kind of just passing through, not anybody who was staying around um, in my area, which was, you know, that's convenient there. They were looking for somebody to show them around maybe a little bit. And then if the circumstances were right, having a pleasant afternoon, you know, and that really served me, you know, served me well. Met some really fascinating people. I mean, I guess, too, you have to signal an openness of a sort. Talk to these people. Say, so, you know, have you done this before? You know, and oftentimes the answer was, well, I've been chatting with women. They're very, they love the chat bit because when they, they don't actually, like, it's kind of like they don't complete the pass. I did take that chance. And like I said, I met really wonderful people. What can I say? You know, I like kind of rougher, rougher sex on occasion. Not everyone's into that. But if I satisfies a need that's not going to go away I don't think at this age I sort of know myself so I think this just keeps me sort of keeps it balanced well who how many guys are you seeing now and what has happened like specific guys like tell me some stories (laughs) (laughs) so at a conference I met someone sort of really randomly by chance I don't normally go out to dinner by myself but I did and the bartender I was eating at the bar and the bartender being a total pro tried to get a conversation going with this gentleman that was sitting at the other end of the bar so maybe we would talk to each other and he didn't have to individually talk to each of us so I did start talking to this person who's very much younger than I was I mean a lot like I'd say by half we had a good conversation with some he had never been to this town even though you know he'd gone to school fairly close to the area and it was in town for business and decided, you know, he was going to finally explore it. And we talked a little bit about this. And he was, he had this, you know, told me he just finished his PhD and he was involved in, he had a startup. And and I'm thinking, oh, God, not another one of these guys, right? You know, and I, I figured half of this, this guy was just blowing smoke up my ass. And night goes on and, you know, get another glass of wine. And I'm thinking this guy's flirting with me. Like, this is not possible. He's half my age. 
you know, because we've already established that we were just talking about it. And finally I said to him, I said, are you flirting with me? And he's like, God, yeah, I'm trying to. And I'm like, you know, I, and I told him, I said, I've been married longer than you've been alive. And he said, you know, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, look at this. We decide to go back to my Airbnb. And I'm still at this point, I'm still not entirely sure that I'm going to sleep with this person because he seems kind of gauche, but I'm like, but he's super sweet. And just kind of in that puppy dog sort of like, oh, I love older women sort of way. And I've never been with anybody younger. So that ended up being a really couple interesting couple of months. Like he doesn't live anywhere near me, but he's in this area for business every once in a while. And he would call me and I mean, just, he was just a really, I mean, maybe it's this generation, but just like totally uninhibited where I'm just like, Wow. Yeah. Plus, you know, 20s and, you know, he's in his late 20s and go, go forever, which was just a revelation. You know, I'm in my 50s. I've still got a really high drive, but for a lot of men, things slow down a little bit at that age. And Mm -hmm. well, you know, you had this thing on your bucket list that you said you wanted to have a three way with another guy. Have you ever lived out that fantasy? Oh, yeah. I mean, like the first guy that I told you about, the the Dom, mm-hmm. he, you know, he knew about that, you know, only the second person I'd ever admitted that to. And, mm-hmm. you know, and he was one of the things that made him so good was that he paid attention. And one day we, you know, had scheduled a rendezvous and I arrived and he had like at first, since I was always blindfolded, I didn't realize that there was another man in the room. But at some point I heard a voice, you know, it's just like, you know, I'm blindfolded. I'm kneeling on the floor. I'm, I'm sucking cock. You know, I, I, I know him, but I don't know him well enough to say, oh, you know, this is this penis versus that penis. And I hear this, think I'm blowing my dumb. And instead I hear his voice from across the room, which makes me wonder what kind of cock I've got in my mouth. Turned out to be a friend oh that God. he had brought along. <laughs> I mean, and, was that really super hot to you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But he knew that because, you know, we right, had, of course. I mean, we he had was, he, kind of... Right. He wasn't just, he didn't, I, I, I typically, I mean, you would hope that somebody wouldn't, you know, pull that out of a hat and yeah, if somebody yeah. wasn't down for it. He knew this was a yeah. fantasy of yours. Somehow you had let exactly. him know that you'd be down if that you situation know, I mean, happened. What was nice is the two of them had, had done this before, you know, so they were really very comfortable with each other. And I, uh, you know, I, it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. It's like, I think double penetration is God's way of making up for menstruation pain. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, <laughs> you know, I really, you loved it. I, but yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I really did. But it's the kind of thing, you know, I, that's not the only time I ever had that since then. But that was by far and away the best, I think, because those two guys were friends, like absolutely, and just kind of joked around. Very like it was the pile of puppies at some point, you know. What I mean, there's just a lot of wiggling and squirt, you know, everybody with everybody, which I thought was great. You know, most of the time, in my experience, when you have that situation, the the two same sex people don't necessarily always play with each other but these guys were very open so that was lovely 
Right. So they were, they crossed swords. They were down with it. They were kind of bought, yeah. like into each other as well. And you yeah. dug that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were, yeah. They, they were just really, just very sex positive people. And, you know, what, hap- what happened happened. You know what I mean? So we all kind of ended up blowing each other. And it was great. I mean, we just, everybody just did whatever was up in front of your face was what you were doing. Mm-hmm. That was something that I, was unexpected. I mean, it was great, but it was great in ways that I didn't expect it to be great too. That it's just, you know, fun to, there's a lot of generous energy in a three way there can be. Mm -hmm. And I really, you know, I really enjoyed that. Um, A couple of years after that, I answered an ad where they, it was a couple looking for a woman to join them. Cause that was something I'd also wanted to try. And I, um, they were also really cool. Um, the long-standing couple. I thought this was all going to be about him. Like, if it's two women, it's got to be about the guy, and it really wasn't. Like, he knew that his girlfriend was very you know, sort of bi-curious. She had mentioned a couple fantasies that she was interested in trying out, and basically, he organized my participation as a birthday present. Mm-hmm. First time we met was just you know, get to know each other, lots of, of sort of stroking and patting and things like that. And then ended up in bed together, but not the scripted thing that I, he later told me, it's like, okay, so the real fantasy involves this, Mm -hmm. you know, she wants to be, you know, she wants to submit to a woman, you know, could you find a corset, you know, what about, you know, do you have any boots? Have you got a strap on? (laughs) Just like, Two out of three of those I have, and the other one I can organize. So I did actually buy a strap-on, which I had never used before, mm-hmm. and ended up using this on her, which is, you know, it was really fun to have a dick, even a plastic dick for a while. But that was also, I thought, so generous. You know, I mean, she wanted this. He worked really hard to find a, you know, kind of make it as close to the fantasy that she wanted as possible. And you know I didn't see them after that but you know she was ecstatic was just like exactly what I you know just what I wanted you know I wanted this kind of whip wielding corset wearing booted woman to fuck me in the ass with strap on and it did Mm -hmm. and you know I think in this this particular situation it might even have been I mean maybe better for the two of them than it was even for me but he still it was still very like they were really smart, obviously very secure in their relationship to each other. Yeah. And anyway, so that I only saw them the two times, but you know, these are the kinds of things just, I think added in all honesty, I mean, I, I really do feel like a lot of this adds to the, the things that I do at home. Mm-hmm. Like it just kind of energizes me sexually. And I'm pretty sure my spouse benefits from that. Right. Yeah, it's not like you go and you you know, kind of deplete yourself in these things. It's like no, it's exactly the opposite. It's like getting your battery charged. Mm-hmm. And you uh-huh. feel like I'm, and I'm just putting words in your mouth, but you explain to me like, because I know like people are going to go mental on YouTube, and you're going to get a lot of people judging you, right? So is it total just separate? Like, do you compartmentalize it? Is it that you yeah. don't feel like your guy would? care you know because sometimes like if someone loves somebody like you know someone would feel like oh my god like I couldn't do that that's what a lot of people like the judgment 
is going to be coming from that place. Like, oh, if you love someone, how could you be having these kinds of relationships with people behind your back? Same thing for the guys. You know what I mean? And the guy would be like, it's it's a variety. I don't I don't feel bad about it because it doesn't mean anything. You know, it's over here. Like, I'm just asking that. So you could, you know, talk to all the people that are going to be judging you. Yeah. Well, I think it is compartmentalization. Partly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that, you know, it's a healthy adult thing to be able to keep spheres of your life separately. I mm-hmm. mean, I think it, I also would say that, yeah, I mean, this is I think the sex bit, it's not a relationship per se. You know, I don't think love really enters into it. And the other thing, too, is that for I mean, a marriage is so much more than sex. I have so much history with my partner and children and, you know, just all those things. How is everything else? I mean, you've been with him for a long time. You know, your kids are out of the house. It's just you and him now. Now that you're getting just that little parts of your need met elsewhere, like is everything else great with him? Yeah, I would I would say so. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just think that, you know, maybe this is a particularly American thing. I don't know. But it's just like Americans assign the weight uh, like the weight of sex like the only reasonable way in the united states to do this is serial monogamy right so if right. i cheat the only correct thing i can do is but i think but i'm up. just gonna say like uh, listen i yeah. i totally agree i've never been married because i don't know that i could imagine being with the same person and hanging your hat in one place and being turned on by that one person your whole fucking life for 30 something years people get married so young in these, this country and you know i'm like do marriage math like that's one person your whole life I, you know i don't that was never for me so I understand it but I don't think a lot of times what people are judging this kind of scenario they're not judging it because it's just sex they're judging it because forget about the sex it's like a dishonesty thing you know that's what it is it's the lying I think the younger generation is so much better because they understand that the whole idea of monogamy hasn't really worked and that maybe it's not so natural to never have a need to be with somebody else your whole fucking Mm -hmm. life that you know maybe we will be open with each other and honest about it so I think it's more so what comes into play in this situation that if the partner finds out, I think a lot of times what the partner is so devastated, whether it's a man or a woman, is that it's the lying. It's that, you know, it was behind their back. It's the distress. It's the betrayal. So that's, I think that's the aspect that people latch on to. And they might think it's about the sex, but I think that's what's most devastating to somebody when they find out. It's not just the sex. It's that, oh my God, I was like looking you in the face and, you know, you, I didn't, you know, you had this other thing going on. I didn't know. And so like, how much more do I not know? So it's that kind of a thing. I, I guess I would ask people, it's like, you know, has 100% transparency really ever served you? Mm-hmm. You know, and this is one of the things I think people like with, with serial monogamy, right? So the only thing is if you cross the line, the only correct answer is you have to dissolve the relationship and start a new one. That tends to leave a lot of carnage in its wake. Yeah, no, um, I think a lot. I've had, you know, people on that have been able to work through it, you know, especially when there's so much more involved family, kids, stuff like that. And then I think when you do hear the whole story, sometimes there's reasons for it. I mean, if, if your husband found out, how do you think, he'd feel like would he attach onto the like that oh my god this was like you were betraying me you were lying to me or would he not you know I think it's more I get the bigger picture I understand you know these are the conversations that are interesting that people are going to start to have 
I was just wondering in your case, I like to keep when I'm talking to somebody like small picture, just you. And then the, I love that everyone's going to have bigger conversations about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I honestly don't know. I mean, I don't think, I, I think it through this much. Yeah. I think a lot might depend on how he found out, you know, honestly, I think at this point a lot, you know, with that much shared history, I don't, I don't know the sexual string on occasion, the way I've practiced it is going to be like the be all and end all. I don't know. People are going to be going mental over it. I know that the guys are going to trash you on YouTube, but I really, you know, appreciate you coming on and being just completely upfront and honest about who you are, what you do. And because I, I think that that's important. And every, and I love, like I said, having all different types of stories on my show and talking yeah, to so like many I, different people because people, you know, all look at things differently. People have all their own rules and stuff. And I think, you know, that's in, important to know. And here you are with this angle. And I love that you shared it. And like yeah, I said, I'm glad that you, like, you know, we're honest about it because I think it's a controversial one for a woman to talk about. So I, you know, appreciate the fact that you that you did that and spoke for, you uh-huh. know, other women that are in your same position. Okay, Perfect. thanks, Clarissa, for <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I looked at some of your podcasts. It's like you've had some interesting people. So. Oh, my God. Almost 500. <laughs> yeah, and counting. Okay. <laughs> well, I've heard all right, it all, and this one. is a new one. But um, thanks, Clarissa. Thanks. Thanks so much for calling yeah, in. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, Go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.